The week ahead is exciting for three reasons. First of all, tonight is Shabbat. We get to celebrate Shabbat every week. And Shabbat is a family celebration, a celebration with a community. The rabbis tell us that it constitutes a foretaste of paradise, one sixtieth of paradise. And the rabbis even go on and say, if all of the Jews of the world for one Shabbat celebrated Shabbat together properly, then that would usher in the Messianic era. So what better motivation, in addition to having a family celebration, enjoying the day of rest, whether we're alone or with other people, what better motivation beyond even that to celebrate Shabbat than the idea uh, that uh, if we do it properly and all together, this is a foretaste of paradise and might usher in the Messianic era. The second reason that uh, this uh, week is an important week is, as you know, we're on the uh, cusp of Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial beginning of summer. Uh, and I urge you, we deserve some time off. If you've been working like crazy, shut the screen, go out, relax, put your feet on the table. Uh, if you're uh, living with other people, go out together as a family. If you're living alone in a socially acceptable way with social distancing, go out and try and meet other people. And if not that, maybe you can set up a chair in a sunny spot in a park or on a corner and just absorb the first rays of summer. You deserve it. We all deserve it. The third reason that this week is such an exciting week is on Thursday night, we celebrate the festival of Shavuot. Shavuot, which means weeks, we've counted down the weeks for seven weeks from Passover, and Thursday night will be uh, Shavuot. Shavuot symbolizes the granting of the Torah on Mount Sinai. And in honor of that symbolism, it has become customary for Jewish uh, communities around the world to do intense Torah study. Some communities study through the night uh, other communities study for several hours. And um, the idea is, the name of the practice is Tikkun Leil Shavuot. Tikkun in Hebrew means repair, as in Tikkun Olam, to repair the world. And in Aramaic, Tikkun means to adorn. And what Jewish communities are trying to do through the study of Torah is both elements, to adorn their lives to adorn Judaism by honoring the Torah and studying the Torah, and through that process, to do even a little bit to repair the world. Do we have a tikkun leil shavuot for you? Of course, we can't meet physically, but we have arranged the most exciting Torah classes online beginning on Thursday night. Watch for the promotion uh, over the weekend and uh, next week, and we hope that many, many of you will attend. Uh, one of the uh, silver linings, and it's a small silver lining, but still one of the silver linings of this crazy period in our lives uh, is that 
so many other people might be able to link in by computer uh, and uh, study with us. We've, uh, in fact, organized a uh, joint Tikkun Shavuot, a joint class, two classes actually, with our colleagues in the Israel Reform Movement. Uh, and so I'll be te co-teaching a uh, class with one of my uh, colleagues and having a discussion about Jewish issues with another one of my Israeli colleagues. And uh, we hope you will be able to link in in that way and we can form a transnational bond of fellowship through Torah study. Shavuot, as I indicated, is a Hebrew word meaning weeks. We count down seven weeks from Passover. Passover and Shavuot are linked conceptually, which is why we count down the days, because there is no freedom, which is what is represented by Passover, without Shavuot representing law and responsibility. You can't have freedom, Passover, without law. You cannot have liberty without responsibility. The two go together. If we do not embrace responsibility, we will not be able to sustain our freedom. But it's a really interesting phenomenon. Most Jews of the world uh, observe Passover, at least in the form of a Seder. Passover by far is the most popular Jewish ritual, more popular, significantly more popular than the High Holy Days, more popular than Bar and Bat Mitzvah. Uh, and uh, we Jews, seem to really, really like that idea of freedom. At the same time, very few Jews actually observe Shavuot, the festival of law and responsibility. In Israel, yes, everybody knows about uh, Shavuot, but not so many people in the United States and North America. Uh, in fact, uh, from time to time, we like to mess with our uh, congregants when Shavuot falls on a weekday, as it does uh, this year. Uh, we're often in the library uh, uh, worshiping and we hear phones ringing because many people don't know that it's a holiday and uh, they call because they have uh, synagogue business and they get frustrated. Uh, and as I say, from time to time, we like to mess with them when they ask us, why, why didn't we answer the phone? Uh, we tell them we just felt like taking the day off. I hope that this year, one silver lining of uh, the difficulties we're living through will be a surge in the popularity of Shavuot. Everyone should know about Shavuot. It's one of the three central festivals of Judaism. As Passover and Shavuot are linked conceptually and ritually, so are these values that they represent, freedom and responsibility. This Shabbat we begin reading from the book of Numbers. That book is a harsh book. It tells of successive rebellions, uh, frustrations, anger, disappointment. We read in that book that the Israelites who thought they would get to the promised land quickly would wander for 40 years and almost all of them wouldn't make it, only their children would make it. Uh, so uh, there, it is a book of uh, enormous frustrations. Uh, and um, the uh, problem of the Israelites, we read in the book of Numbers, is the essential human problem. The freedom part, Passover, 
the liberation from Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea to the other side. That they liked very, very much. In fact, I can envision them, the last person crossing the Red Sea, somebody yelling, yippee, we made it, freedom, let's celebrate. Who brought the beer? Let's do a camel kebab barbecue. But that wasn't Moses' idea. Moses didn't stop at the other side of the Red Sea. Moses marched them directly to Mount Sinai to receive the law and commandments and responsibility. And we read in the Bible and thereafter uh, that the people liked the responsibility part less than the freedom part. Uh, and I think that's uh, characteristic of uh, American society as well. Americans love the freedom part. We were raised on the concept of freedom. Uh, we often speak of rights and entitlements for good reason, by the way. One glance at human history is enough to demonstrate how often and how many societies simply ignored the granting of personal rights, personal autonomy, and and, and liberty. Uh, and this year, what a better year to absorb the blessings of being free when we have certain freedoms that we've taken for granted, deprived of our daily uh, routines. Just the freedom to go out without a mask, to walk the streets without anxiety, to do whatever we feel like doing, to meet family and friends without fear. These things that we took for granted, what blessings. Those are pretty good definition of freedom. The ability to walk on the street without fear. If you wanted to define freedom for somebody who didn't know about the concept of freedom, that would be a pretty good definition. How fortunate we have been in this country to have received the blessings of freedom and how fortunate for us that we live in the United States in the 21st century. But on this Memorial Day weekend, when we honor the memory of those who came before, who bequeathed to us this cherished inheritance of liberty through blood and sweat and tears and sacrifice, we should take a moment to reflect within ourselves are we squandering this precious gift of freedom through our unwillingness to embrace responsibility, not only for ourselves, but for our fellow Americans? Have we taken the easy way out, the path of least resistance? Have we avoided confronting our significant problems and challenges in this country because they're too hard or they're too inconvenient? They're too onerous. Medical insurance for all, it's too hard. Alleviating poverty, too hard. Giving a roof over the heads of every American, it's too hard. Improving race relations, it's too hard. Decent education for all, too hard. Livable wages, too hard. If these cruel and difficult times teach us anything, if anything lasts five years after this pandemic ends, if anything is so seared 
into our consciousness that we never forget. May it be the central lesson of Shavuot. There is no freedom without responsibility. Every social good requires sacrifice. Every social good has a price. Every right we have has been purchased through sacrifice. Every entitlement requires the performance of some duty. Every dream is realized through hard work. Every aspiration is pursued through realistic expectations. Political paralysis and polarization seem to be the defining characteristic of our times. Few of us speak anymore of responsibilities. We have taken the easy way out for a long time. Easy money, easy grade curves, easy wars. Others do the fighting for us. Easy credit. We don't even have to pay. We can hand down the credit to our children and the debt to our children and grandchildren. Jewish tradition asks, why did God take the Israelites out of Egypt towards the promised land the long way around? Why not just find the shortest distance between two points and march the Israelites that way? Why did God lead the Israelites the long way around? And the sages responded so that the people would be able to absorb God's words, the lessons of freedom, that they would have the time to absorb it in their bodies and in their souls. If it was too quick, they wouldn't learn the lessons well enough. There is no shortcut to anything worthwhile in life. You can't stop on the other side of the Red Sea. You have to march quickly to Mount Sinai, to the concept of responsibility. I have a responsibility, not only for myself, but to preserve freedom for all. We must work hard. It's a long slog. That's what people forget about freedom. It requires hard work. It's long, it's painful, it's frustrating. It's the path that one must go through in the desert. The road to the promised land is through the wilderness. Shabbat Shalom.